0: Lemon gin, cornfields plat under cigarettes Southern comfort with your friends Behind the bleachers, tonight there's a dance He's gonna be there in the high school gym And it's almost summer, almost warm enough to swim Backyards waiting. He's got your name. he your number. He's got
1: your name. he your number. Welcome to. They're playing our song. The podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, and with me is my very special guest, Hunter Gardner. How are you doing, Hunter?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Oh, of course. It was very nice to to get your email, and it was great to hear your song. So. Today, we'll be talking about Almost Summer by Jason Collette from his 2005 album, Idol of Exile. Uh, But before we get into the song, Hunter, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
2: Absolutely. Um, So I'm here in Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm a writer and comedian. Uh, I'm a copywriter by day and an improviser by night. And I also write sketches for the stage, so like what you see on SNL.
1: Oh excellent. Yeah. It's the best. So you'll say yes. You'll say yes throughout the, the show if you're doing
2: improv. I right? will say yes and I will say <laughs> yes and. Okay. Yeah.
1: Very good. I've been I've been trying to bring some improv into my uh I, I'm an educator when I'm not podcasting. I try to bring that into all my training. So I started making people do improv of educational scenes. Uh which nobody likes, but but me. So.
2: <laughs> I think that's awesome, man. One great thing about improv is it really can kind of soak into the rest of your life and just make you a better human. So good for you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's awesome. Uh, so South Car- how's how's the weather right now in South Carolina?
2: Just burning hot. Oh really? Yeah, it's really starting to heat up down here. So um, it's we get a lot of those days where it's it's kind of like. I need to get inside, I need to lay down for a bit, but then it, mm-hmm. it starts to cool off later. you can go run or ride the bike or head to the beach, uh, which is great. You got to take advantage of those things.
1: Excellent. yeah, beautiful. I, I have not been there since I was a kid, but my wife is from is from South Carolina, so uh, someday her parents say they want to retire back there again, so I'll hopefully get to visit in the, in the next couple of years.
2: I think that's great. Wheres she from, South Carolina?
1: She is from Polly's Island. Ah, yes.
2: I know Polly's Island. That's awesome. Okay.
1: It sounds like it's a nice place, but again, I don't like to fly, so I never get to go anywhere fun. Fair enough. Fair
2: enough.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Hunter, let's talk about almost summer. So where where did you first hear about this song? Or or Jason Collette or um or his his band uh Broken Social Scene, or its original band, Broken Social Scene.
2: Right, yeah. Um, I first heard this song, I think, in 2006, which was my senior year of high school. And it was an interesting time in music because it was kind of post Napster, post-LimeWire, um, mm-hmm. but iTunes hadn't really settled in. And so there was kind of this magical time of music discovery on the Internet where you still kind of, like, had to come across music. You know, you still had to kind of... You kind of had to seek it out. And mm-hmm. I think I found it maybe on a music blog or something like that. Yeah. And, um, it was a song by him, I think called Blue Skies or something like that. And I was like, man, this is just, this is just great. I mean, at the time, you know, I grew up listening to a lot of that kind of like acoustic rock stuff, like the Ryan Adams and the Gusters of the world. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just fit right in. And, um, and so then, yeah, I, I don't know how I came across the whole album, but just top to bottom, it's just a great record.
1: Mhm. It's I when I was looking at the 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 album overall, it seemed to be referred to as either alt country or or indie rock. Is that does that sound like a fair characterization of the, the album as a whole? Yeah,
2: I think that's about right. Kind of a lot of stuff that we um incidentally are kind of running into now you know with kind of groups like i don't know like of monsters and men and the limineers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but more singer-songwriter so i'd say it's definitely for fans of that music or even maybe even like the the avit brothers definitely ryan adams that singer-songwriter kind of genre for sure
1: cool so when it comes down to to almost summer is this, this? I'm guessing is your favorite song off of that album, or, or probably by Jason Collette? Am I, am I correct in thinking that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, especially judging by kind of the, the criteria of you know why this song, and I, I was just thinking about it a lot. And if nothing else, it just really stands up over time. I always find myself coming back to it in kind of the the late springtime because it just mm-hmm. it's a song that feels like almost summer. <laughs> You know, it just really stands up. I just always come back to it. I think that's, you know, it's kind of an interesting criteria for favorite song, maybe. But I think that's a pretty good metric if it's like, I don't always listen to this guy anymore, but I Mm -hmm. always come back to this song at least once a year.
1: (laughs) It's seasonal, like the harvest, almost summer, the song.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Very good. Now you you mentioned when when uh when we were we were kind of setting up the the interview that this is more of a this is one of the songs you're really into the the lyrics or that was what really brought you into the song itself.
2: Yeah, I've always been kind of a lyric nerd. Um <laughs> I've always appreciated really great lyrics and this one's kind of indicative of a lot of songs I like um because it is such a story and the imagery is so awesome. I mean right from the opening lines it's like we're in it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just like very vivid images. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what that's what drew me to it, apart from kind of listening it, listening to it in my car at 18 with the windows down, you know, it was kind of <laughs> like, oh, this is so perfect. This is what this time in your life feels like.
1: Now I, I did enjoy listening to the song and it did have the first time I listened my kids were being noisy, so I only really got to hear the music. <laughs> the second time I was just it was just me, you know, focused. So I really got to pick up the story of it. And it was it was interesting. You know, I, I usually listen a couple times before before, you know, starting an interview, so I, I have it nice and fresh. And the first time I heard it I kind of thought, Oh, it's like Super Bad, the song. Do you remember do you remember that movie? That must have come out A while ago now, or uh, like dazed and confused, just feels like it has this kind of high school, uh, sad things kind of happening, but it's sort of part of life vibe to
2: it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I yeah, I think that for sure.
1: (laughs) I know when, but when I kind of dug into the lyrics and listened to the individual individual stanzas uh, you know i think you mentioned in your email there was this there was this great imagery and this just really nice narrative quality that again i don't think i see in a lot of songs that level of kind of detail and moment to moment explanation
2: yeah and it's it's a little bit tragic isn't quite the right word but it's it's definitely almost this comedy of airs kind of story where essentially you know this girl gets too stoned with a guy that she has a crush on and mm-hmm. he drops her off in her, in her neighborhood. Um, but I was listening to it back to it today. And something that's really interesting is that, you know, the narrator of the story is really sympathetic towards her. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost kind of like, it's almost kind of sweet, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it does, it does sort of have a, I, I don't want to say de- yeah, detached. I, I think because the sweetness does come through, but, uh, it is somewhat matter of fact, like, well, this this happens to people. Here's, you know, a scene from many people's
2: high school <laughs> career. Absolutely, and and it's it's funny because there's this really abrupt line where he goes, "Looks like you blew it," and then he, <laughs> and he but he's like, oh, "Oh, like what a bummer," you know. <laughs> like, I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: Uh, so do you think there's any reason that the main character is? Is, uh, f- is female rather than male in this song? Because most of the songs I hear about people kind of getting drunk, getting high, and embarrassing themselves are usually from a male perspective rather than female perspective. Does it, it, that ever kind of pop in your, in your head? It's interesting,
2: right, because it's a male songwriter. But I wonder if the fact that you know it's a lead female character, if that kind of – I don't know. There, there's something, I guess um, – even in kind of like a, I don't know, like a motif kind of way where it's like, if it's, it's a female, it kind of plays towards that innocence. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it, it's, it's interesting because I, I looked up a video earlier today of him playing it live and he, he tells this story that is kind of like this song is inspired by a true story and it's, um, uh oh. It's yeah, it's 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 really funny. I would encourage people to to look to look up the video. Um mm-hmm. but it's this whole story about, you know, I was in ninth or tenth grade and me and this girl I had a crush on, you know, she was my date to the dance and before the dance we smoked a joint in our mom's car. But then mm-hmm. but an ember got on my polyester shirt and it lit up in flames and the principal asked us to leave and but it was it all worked out because we went back to her mom's car and smoked another joint you know and made out you know so <laughs> it's, it's all that it's all that high school whimsical high school stuff
1: oh yeah it didn't work out quite so well for the it, he, the hero of the song unfortunately <laughs> he he blew
2: it you know he blew
1: it uh, yeah, in that case yeah i i, I do i do kind of like uh when the the girl's puking out the door, and then her pants are around her knees. So, I mean, do you take that as is is the sense that they were that they were you know kind of moving beyond the making out point, which seemed a little graphic? Or am I reading too much into the into the song with my puritanical viewpoint?
2: No, I, I think that that's literally true. Like, yeah, they were probably probably getting into it, but um. But but also just the image of, like, you're peeking out the door with your pants around your knees. I mean, what an image of vulnerability, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of thematically kind of a, a thread of the song, too.
1: Yeah. I, I I sort of like the idea that he's nice, so he at least drops drops her on her street, not in front of the door. Not in front of... <laughs> so, yeah. like, I think this is your street. Yeah. Please get out. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. He's a nice boy, so he drops you out your street, you know? <laughs> Yes, yes, I I best. Mean, there, yes, I think some of the some of the lyrics do have a bit of a
1: tongue and cheek quality, but it never goes too too broad comedically. I think, like you said, that there it keeps coming back to the sense of you know, there's a sympathy for this character. Like it's humorous, but it's not meant to be. Look at this loser, ha ha ha. It's it's sort of just taking taking the humor in a you know common situation.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's it's a really unique element of the song is that it is kind of this downfall, but it is treated sympathetically, which I, you know, again, I think it makes it kind of sweet and, and universal to the people who listen to the song because it gives you access to the song to be like, Oh yeah, we've all kind of been puking out the door with our pants around our knees, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Everyone, everyone's had a bad, bad, bad date or moment where they thought something good was going to happen. And it kind of all, All went south. Yeah.
2: Oh man, (laughs) you're talking to the right guy.
1: Uh oh. Did you have you had have you had a similar experience in (sighs) your in your life?
2: Not 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 this bad. Not not that literal. I oh man, I do remember one time I went on a I went on a date with a girl and Mm -hmm. she I had I had met her where I was living at the time, but she lived like an hour away, so she like drove an hour to to go like have dinner with me, which was really great and my this is so bizarre but my phone screen was cracked at the time so when I looked up the address to the restaurant we were going to um it it, I sent her the wrong address basically so she got really (laughs) lost you know she got really lost and then I was able to get her to the restaurant and then there was no parking so she was so she was like circling around the block, and I was like, "I'll hop in the car with you. We'll find a parking spot together." And she was just like, "Oh, this is just like so terrible. I'm just gonna turn around and go back home." And I just, mm. I was like, "No, please, like, let's go on this date." <laughs> and we, and we did, but as you can imagine, like you know, it just, <laughs> it didn't get off to a great start, and that was our one date.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Um, That's <laughs> it's just you know, sometimes you blow it.
1: Uh, well, listening to listening to your story and then you're kind of having a few mulling around in, in my own head, I'm I'm starting to wonder if maybe Jason Collette shows a female protagonist because after all these horrible things have happened to her, she's thrown up, she's embarrassing herself, she thought something special was going to happen and it has ended in disaster, she does kind of willingly try to go home, at least she doesn't end up there. Uh, but if it had been a male perspective... I think it wouldn't have ended with, no, no, let me stumble home. It would have been like, no, no, please, hold on. I'm still, I'm okay. No, we can totally keep this date going. Yeah. I know I'm vomiting in the street, and I'm like, my pants fell off, but I'm totally, I'm good to go. Don't worry it. about
2: me. Still got it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but but
1: uh, <laughs> now, You mentioned in your email the instrumentation of the song, that originally when you were listening to it, you thought it was pretty pretty basic. And, you know, the few times I've, I've gotten a chance to listen to it, it is, it is repetitive, not bad, repetitive, just it is the same, same melody, but you've noticed a lot more sophistication with it as you've, over the years?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's these very subtle things, but it, it you know, it cuts in right with, with the vocals and the guitar and you kind of get this cool little like twangy riff on the guitar every once in a while. But when you start to pay a little bit more attention to the, uh, instrumentation, uh, you you start to notice these little subtle details like um you know in the in the second verse it's kind of like oh all of a sudden there's some some backing vocals and then around like I don't know the the one thirty mark we kinda get this swing in the, the song where like abruptly mm-hmm. the line is like his music sucks, but he's your salvation. Um, where it's kind of like this little turn in the song and then it kind of calms back down. But, um, and then in the second chorus, all of a sudden this stand up bass comes in. And then in the outro, like around the 250 mark, um, the bass goes away, but you get this really subtle, like, electric feedback. Um, and then the, the stand up bass kind of sneaks back in, and it's not until like the last thirty seconds of the song where you get all those elements together for the for the first time, and then the song fades out so i'm I'm, I'm kind of nerdy in those ways too probably from growing up listening to the Beatles with my dad because he would always point oh yeah. out, he'd always point out like oh did you see like Ringo like did something a little different on the drums there in the second verse or this this sound is is new you know and mm-hmm. it's very interesting kind of in in the production process I think the trick is for people not to catch on to those things necessarily and it just kind of mm-hmm. gets woven into the tapestry of the song uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a cool thing about this song. Just these little subtle changes, or little uh, you know, just like a little dash of this or a little dash of that throughout, mm-hmm. just builds the song past just guy and his guitar.
1: Okay. Are there any uh, of those kind of little little additions that when you we heard them, it either added a layer to your understanding of the song or your enjoyment of the song?
2: I think in. Kind of towards the end where that, that electric feedback comes in is really cool. Um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's quite, ha- it's not haunting necessarily, but it's just kind of like, it just really adds this cool dynamic to the song that makes sense. And also, it, um, it threads throughout the record, kind of that, that feedback noise, that kind of subtle mm-hmm. feedback. Um, I, cause I was listening to the record in its entirety today and you get that in a few, different songs, so it's, so it's kind of like this character that keeps popping up throughout the album, which is just kind of like a, a cool kind of inside-is-ball thing to notice.
1: <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it's, yeah I, I love finding those little uh, through lines in an, in an entire album, because don't, you don't see as many of those anymore, because no one writes albums, they just, you have to write a song, or expect people will buy one song from your album, so don't make it too complicated, or don't make it too... To tied into the rest of the songs, it's kind of a dying art in some respects. Yeah, it's a
2: real shame, right? And uh, but Mm -hmm. you know a good cohesive record when you hear one, and uh, this one definitely is. I think it's it's twelve tracks, and the sixth track, you know, when it's done, it kind of feels like the end of side one. Like this is where I flip the record over. Um, But just top to bottom, it's just a really great record. Excellent.
1: Hunter, on the subject of music in this song or the instrumentation in this song, when I when I heard Almost Summer, I assumed just from the title that this would be a, a an upbeat song. So there would be kind of big guitars, big power chords. So it was very, it wasn't a bummer or anything because I I really enjoyed the song. But on on first blush, it was like, what? Why is this so depressing sounding and slow for a song about summer? Because I always think of summer as it's almost summer. Everybody, let's let's get out the doors. It's so close. We're so excited. We can't wait. Why do you think it isn't, isn't a peppier song when the title's Almost Summer?
2: Yeah, you're very much right, but I, I think the, the key word there is almost, you know? <laughs> and it, it kind of speaks to this larger metaphor of, like, being on the frid, fringe of something. You know, it's it's almost summer. And um, it's interesting because at the, the very, very end of the song, I, I think the lyrics are something like, um, you know, you wake up on your neighbor's lawn the sun is warm it's almost summer and it's almost it's almost kind of like um that bright eyes record i'm wide awake it's morning um just that title versus just a statement of fact it's not like i'm i'm awake it's morning it's like no i'm just i'm wide awake because it's it's morning it's just a statement of fact and that's kind of what this is too it's like the sun is warm it's almost summer um and and that's something that I like about the song. Like, not only does this the song feel like this is something that you would listen to in the late spring, but also just the idea of it almost being summer is kind of this cool extended metaphor for just being on the fringe of like, you know, getting older, all that, all that high school stuff, you know. Yeah, I I think the other thing
1: that that I, I always think of when 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 I think of summer, especially in regards to this song, is the sense of just, you're almost, just, it's you're almost there. Just yeah. get the, this was terrible, but you know what? It'll be, it'll all go away. It's magically gone. You just have to get through, you know, these last couple of weeks, these last few parties. And then it's, it you're out of there. You can go do something else for a while and forget this, this terrible uh, date disaster.
2: Yeah. I think that's an awesome observation. It's like, yeah, I'd, I'd never thought about that before, but it's like, Hey, you know what? It's almost summer. It was like, it's the end of the school year. School dance is over. This is a horrible thing that ha- happened. Summer's here, baby. You're gonna be okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, given in your in your current career, it, you don't you don't get like a, or maybe you do, but you don't have like a like a summer vacation, anything close to what you had when you were when you were still in school. I'm guessing. I don't. I don't. So has, has this, the meaning of almost summer changed to you over time? Cause you heard the song when you were still in, still in school and you were almost out of, you were a senior, right? So you were almost totally out. So it was really almost summer for what probably felt a little bit like forever at that point. Uh, has that, has that changed now that summer vacations kind of a, a long distant memory?
2: Yeah. You know, maybe getting older, kind of the, the nature of the promise of summer changes, um, because, yeah, if you remember, like, being in school, uh, especially something like high school, you know, and, and summer comes around, it's like this fanciful time, you know, where you, you know, maybe you have a summer job, but you, you have all this free time to friends or, you know, you, maybe you're taking a trip somewhere or something. Um, and then, of course, you come back from summer and it feels like this whole new chapter, especially with something like school where, like, you know, the schedule is kind of, rigid, right? It's like the school year starts now and you're, you're no longer a freshman, you're a sophomore, you know, it's like this clear, evident new stage. And so I think that's um, a really cool thing about summer and that time in your life is it's, it's just like this really awesome space where, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna grow up and and grow into someone new. And then you start the next chapter where as an adult, like, hey, summer's great. Still love it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe it kind of loses a little bit of that anticipatory element to it.
1: Yeah. It's not it's not quite the same, same break either. So if I say went on a date with somebody at, at work and then threw up and, and my pants fell down and they dropped me off and I fell asleep on my neighbor's lawn, other than I probably get the cops called on me as an adult. I also then there's no like, well, it's almost something there wouldn't be a break. I'm like, Oh, I got to see that person on Monday. Oh God, this is never going right. away.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Cause yeah, that's another thing about summer. It's like, ah oh, man, I haven't seen you since last year, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you're puking out the door with your pants down your knees on a Friday night, you're going to hear, <laughs> <someone> for sure. <laughs>
1: That's very, it's very true. Uh, so it's, uh, hopefully that's not any of your, any of your recent weekends. I, I don't think it's been any of mine, so I'll try to keep it that way.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: so Hunter, <laughs> we've, we've talked about a lot, you know, about the lyrics, about, about the the musical choices. I, I did, I really liked how you sort of described some of the the intricacies of the song. Uh, I know usually when I'm listening, I'm not listening to any song. I'm listening either on my car radio over Bluetooth or I'm listening on my phone while I'm doing something else. So I rarely get a chance to just sort of sit and listen until usually when I do this podcast and I'm editing the song or I'm listening to the song again. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to be, be listening for the, the buzz and listening for when that bass pops in and out. uh So just over just the, just the guitar, which is mostly what I, what I heard throughout. So I'm, I'm excited, excited to give it another listen for that. Uh, Maybe later today, maybe tomorrow, maybe on the way to work. That'd be nice. It's almost <laughs> yeah. summer. So given, you know, you have a history with the song, it's it's a cyclical song for you. You just keep coming back to it year after year. It sort of becomes a part of your getting ready for summer routine to some extent. So I get why it's your song. It's, it's, a, it's a super great song. Why should it be our song, the universal hour?
2: Absolutely. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I just think it's a great song, but... Um, but more specifically, like just that idea of, um, a place in time, kind of a loss of innocence, like a feeling of nostalgia, um, that, that feeling of vulnerability that comes with moving, not just getting older, but probably just moving into a new stage of life, whether you're moving to a new city or, you know, you just took a new job or you're starting to date someone new. I think that feeling of, of newness. And, like, mm-hmm. vulnerability in that moment um, is something that everyone can relate to. I think everyone's had a moment like that. So I think that's why it should be our song.
1: Okay. Well, everyone listening at home, I hope now that you've listened to Hunter and listened to our discussion, you consider Almost Summer by Jason Collette to be our song. Oh. Well, Hunter, <laughs> thanks so much for bringing this song to my attention because this, this was – Way outside any you know any any knowledge I had of this, and it's always so cool to get a new song that is is just so, is just so fun, especially this time of year. So thank you for being so very topical. Unless someone's listening to this in December, in which case it's going to sound really weird.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely, out. man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a timestamp on it. Um, think, listen to it in December and think of summer. There you uh, go. But yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me. This was this was really great. So. Oh, um, of
1: course, it was it was it was a real treat. Um, if do you have do you have like an internet, like a a presence or a place that people can can see your see your work?
2: Yeah, if you want to check out some of my comedy and writing stuff, you can just go to huntergardner dot com.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: It's Good, all easy there. to
2: remember. Yeah.
1: All right, and I'll have I'll have a link to your to the site on the uh, the posting when this goes up. Um. So, thanks for being here, Hunter. For Everyone at home, thank you so much for listening. You can find us online at playingoursong.net where we'll have a post the Monday before every episode goes up with some preview information. Uh, Hunter, that, that you sent me the link to that video. I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I do wanna, I wanna link to that so people can kinda get a little bit more, more inside baseball info, uh, before they listen to the episode. Or after they listen, whenever they wanna pick it up. So thanks for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, you can email if you're interested in being on the show or you wanna send any feedback. You can, you know, Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at playing underscore our song. Uh, you can email me at rob at playing dot All that good social media stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's all of it. I always forget some some place I'm supposed to plug or or, what, or whatnot. Uh, and you can check out Hunter's Hunter's work at hunter and that link will be up on the the website. Uh, so again, Hunter, thanks so very much for coming on the show and and bringing us a great topical almost almost summer song. Uh, I think when this goes up, it'll probably be either right after or right right before official actual calendar summer. so just gonna perfect synergy. you got there. Thanks so much for that.
2: Absolutely. yeah, thank you, man. I really enjoy the podcast and I hope people enjoy the song. Oh,
1: excellent. Well great. Thanks again. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, but until then remember it's your song, so play it long and play it loud. Bye. Summer
0: yay